Everybody, I'm Robert and I'm Chris and we're the Film Flamers bringing you another hot take this time on it chapter two uh, Chris and I were looking forward to the chapter two of it after we saw the original a couple years ago yeah like I feel like we of all the movies that we were looking forward to this year this was probably right up there like number one or something yeah for the most anticipated and you know what it didn't really disappoint no it didn't not at all I mean I knew going into it well, Chris had to remind me, actually, to lower my expectations because I love the novel so much and I love the original miniseries a lot. And the first It was was really good. And so when they were doing Chapter 2, I was like, oh, it's going to be great. I know it. I know it's going to be fantastic. And he was just like, remember, lower your expectations because if it's not perfect, then you're going to be disappointed. And he was right. I needed to just remind myself that it doesn't have to be perfect. They're two different individual movies. Well, the thing that I told myself is it's a problem in the book and it's a problem in the miniseries that came out with Tim Curry, which is the adult portion of the story isn't always as entertaining or edge of your seat or interesting as the one with the kids because there's a whole nostalgia element to it. There's more of like a, a friendly, accessible audience uh, thing going on with the kids versus adults. They've all got their own lives. They've all got their own problems that you may or may not care about, you know, and they did actually a better job here than they did in the miniseries. I think I it's the best that we've done, we've had as far as the adult portion of the story. And uh, I thought they did a great job. I know because in the miniseries, they sort of like weave the two stories together. A lot of the children's portion is shown in flashback. There was a shit ton of stuff with the kids that in we hadn't one. seen before, which yeah. I did not expect. Expect. In fact, I th- thought with the flashbacks, like this is really smart of them going back and forth mm-hmm. and showing it and really grounding us in this story between between these characters. Because you were never, after a certain point, you were never confused of which adult was which kid, right. right? Which was really really smart. But after a while, I flipped on my attitude about it because it just got so flashback heavy that I just wanted it to stop. <laughs> I was okay with that aspect, you know. And uh, for those of you guys who are like, I don't know, living under a rock maybe or just don't like going to the theater it chapter two was released at the start of september like right after labor day weekend you should have plenty of time to have seen it by now so there's going to be some spoilers in this conversation but it is really about a group of kids who sort of defeat this menacing clown or being that can like represent their fears and they make a pact to join up again as adults or whenever the clown returns to Derry, maine where they're all from and so of course it does 27 years later all the these adults have to come back and sort of confront their childhoods, their fears, and the actual being that they had defeated all those years yeah. before. Little did I know it's just a boggart that escaped from Harry Potter's castle or whatever. <laughs> Was that fucking plant that's a baby when it pops out? <laughs> I I thought the cast was amazing in this movie. If we're gonna start with that, maybe like I I thought they did a, a very good job. Most of them did a really good job in this movie. I thought Jessica Chastain was was good, but I usually like her in everything that I see. The grown up version of the fat kid was really impressive at first, mm-hmm. but then he just was there to be looked at. That's all he was. My God, abs for 
gaze. <laughs> I was like shocked. I was sitting there watching it, and you know, it's supposed to be a pretty tense scene or whatever. And I'm just like, what's that fucking stomach? Hello, hello. I was just like, because like, Chris had Chris saw it before me, and he was like, oh, he's dreamy. Come through, daddy. Yes. <laughs> His name's Jay Ryan. And I was like, that's even a hot sounding name. But I wasn't expecting the level of dreaminess after Chris said that. He's a really hot guy. So it was pretty to look at. The thing that blew me away was Bill Hader's performance. Yes. Honestly. It was really understated and good. Yeah. No, he did a really good comedic performance, but he also did a really good heartfelt dramatic performance, which I, I know we keep getting surprised by, by comedians, but comedians have the hardest job of all, right? Comedic timing. Exactly. And things like that is, is a lot of the time they say that's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you've got that down, everything else kind of falls into place. So it makes sense that, you know, uh, Robin Williams or, you know, Bill Hader. Or even Adam Sandler to a point. Adam Sandler to a point or even Jim Carrey to a point. Yeah. You know, if you th- think about things like Truman Show, mm-hmm. you know, can really pull these things off. So I don't know. Um, I really, really liked Bill Hader's performance even more than like Jessica Chastain. Right. He, yeah. I was most surprised by him, I will say. And I, I think he did a fan, fantastic job. And I know maybe later on in our conversation, we'll get to some of like the, the deeper subtext of his performance and the movie itself involving, you know, homosexuality. But I will say, too, that uh, James Ransom, who played Eddie was also really funny in this movie. Like sure. I, I, that character. I don't remember that character being such a big deal in the miniseries, but in in this movie, he was front and center a lot. He had really great like comedic timing. He was a lot of good one liners were written for him and not for Bill Hader. I think, which is yeah. surprising. So, but um, I thought those two were were really really good. Um, who I thought wasn't quite so fantastic in it chapter two was James McAvoy. It just seemed like he really phoned a lot of the shit in, you know? <sighs> and does he have to? I mean, he like he makes these movies, big budget movies. And I'm sure he gets big paychecks. So maybe he's just like, well, I'm just going to go do this one or whatever. But I mean, he's supposed to be the emotional center of yeah. this story and especially this part of the movie. And it just didn't it didn't really work for me. His performance, I thought it could have been a little bit better. I don't know if that was his performance. They just really didn't give him much to do or much time to really react the way that you would want him to react to things. Yeah, I guess so. A lot right. of it was kind of, I mean... And I feel like that was kind of the writing for his character. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was brushed out of the way to make room for the others, which I completely understand if yeah. you're not going to do a miniseries. But that's, some things have to suffer, and that was one of the things that did. And another thing that suffered to me was, of course, it itself. And I think it was scarier in the original. That projector scene in the first movie was oh, yeah. just awesomely done Mm -hmm. so amazingly scary I loved that scene and a couple others too um you know, I jumped several times in the first chapter, and oh, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't find myself really scared at all watching this one. There was dread and creepiness in chapter two, but to me, not a lot of like hardcore scare, you know, jumps, which I don't like manufactured jumps anyway. But not really a lot of you know extended scary moments. Right. He goes into you know the end. It's like you wonder how they're going to finish this. Are they going to go to that cosmic level where you see his true form or mm-hmm. something? And no, they didn't. You know, they had to keep it down to earth because that's what the chapter one kind of did and allude to those other things that are in the book that are alluded in the book and kind of sometimes described in the book. But uh, when it takes its true form, which is like, you know, spider like in the book or whatever, it's just what they perceive. Right. Uh, as a human, what they're only able to think is what reality is. Right. 
this is what they can comprehend is a spider form. Right. Versus in this, he's literally taking the form of some big crabby like spider thing. And then how they defeat it seemed a little Yeah. I don't know. It's like a hippie. I wanted a little bit more. I don't I mean, yeah. I mean, I agree. I was like, is he really gone? And then the thing they did with the lights, like the, you know, shining through like a filter. Like the dead lights or whatever. Or something didn't seem like that matched up really. I wasn't sure what they were trying to do with visual storytelling there. No matter what, I think the the, end was a little messy. The ending of it is always going to be messy no matter how you film it. Right. And that unfortunately has to do with the end of the novel. And there's just really no way around it unless you're going to change things completely. I will say that I like this ending better than the miniseries because certainly. It was the clown face on the crabby spider thing, right? So it could still talk, yes. right? And so it's not just them trying to defeat something with no words. It can, it can still. It's, it's like it's not like them trying to defeat something without any words. It can talk back to them and sort of explain its origin a little bit better, and so on and so forth. And yeah, um, I like that it was a really an extended sequence of them defeating it, and they're all sort of broken up into different pairs or by themselves. And I mean, the the movie itself is really just about continuing to grow up or you know you know identifying as who you are as a human being as an adult right yeah i loved seeing the protean nature of him as they kind of belittled him into oh into like something it was like the care bear stare in a little way back (laughs) i don't really like that (laughs) but i would have loved to see him be more of a protean type Mm. like any when he's trying to like scare them one final time yeah you know like i would have loved to see him his giant face on that spider body or whatever Mm -hmm. you know kind of peel back and do some more horrific things with his face and stuff trying to you know uh like what is the fang you know versions you know spiderish fang version of his face so they could still made clown like you know i think it could have been a little bit more terrifying there because in the end of the day it looks like a clash of the titans monster or something they were fighting you know a mid-movie monster yeah well and and, and that's it too i mean like stephen king is a huge fan of those b movies from the 50s that's what he grew up watching yeah. and, so, and it I mean, was a callback to that at least yeah, it's yeah. gonna affect his writing in, in many ways but i i mean i i, I liked the ending of this much better than the miniseries and i'll, I'll stick with that because I was anticipating throughout the movie I was like oh I can't wait to see what it looks like and I hope they don't fuck this up or I hope it's not cheesy or crappy and I mean it had those elements a little bit but it was better than I thought it was going to be so I mean I'll take it and run with it yeah, and they did do a few more times where it's a little distracting. I love his performance, uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, performance as as it. But in fact, I could have seen more of him. In he this, does a actually. few too many Winnie the Pooh hellos, <laughs> <laughs> and it takes you it takes you back a little bit when you realize like that's Winnie the Pooh. But <laughs> hello, <laughs> great, thank you for that. Now I can never watch this movie again. I'd be like, mm, Piglet, where's that honey pot or whatever. <laughs> Hello. (laughs) Hello, Piglet. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Fuck me. Um... I knew going into the movie that the opening scene was going to have something to do with the, you know anti-gay attack that happens in the book as well. Oh, that really bothered the fuck out of me watching that. More than I thought it would. I mean, I knew I knew it was there, and that's and how so, the beginning of the book starts. Actually, yeah, they, they're talking about dairy, present day dairy, and how it's like a bad town, and this is what they. Except used in the to book, he didn't it. have a boyfriend. I don't think. I think it was just him being alone. 
Yeah, I think he was just sort of like mincing or whatever in the book and whatnot. But I mean, it was um, it's a lot more graphic than I was expecting. To it me, to that be. was the most terrifying thing in the movie. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very realistic and 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 frightening. It's very frightening. yeah, and it almost seemed kind of in, you know incidental to me to that murder. Mm-hmm. You know that with the you know the harassment and aggre- you know aggression and beat up and throwing him off the bridge for being gay and everything. He was just there to pick up the the you know the refuse essentially, and I. Wanted wanted him to come back in a more, you know, dramatic way than just like, hey, I'm here on the edge of the river waiting to pick Hello. up your body. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the book does a much better job talking about how uh, the town itself is sort of like infested with this evilness that is it. And so like just his mere presence causes people to do things like this, right? That it could be a quaint, fun little town if, you know, it wasn't there. And so the the movie doesn't really explain that very well. It just seems like a whole bunch of rednecks like beating up on a gay guy. They they explain the memory part of it. Like people that leave the town lose their memories of it. Right. You know, so it's like its own little bubble, Mm -hmm. self-protection defense mechanism. But they don't really go into that it has, you know, it doesn't go into enough that it has an effect on people. It kind of alludes a little bit that it's pulling the the wool over the eyes. That it has a, an effect through the TV, you know, and everything else. But it kind of shows that as one-offs more than something it actually habitually does to yeah. keep the town's populace under control. Because if anything, this this um, the source of its power, I think, is telepathy, right? Like that restaurant scene, none of that was real. He's mm-hmm. protean. He can change his shape. He's a physical object, right? He's a physical thing. But at the same time, he can project thoughts and read them exactly so that's one of his most dangerous right up until you start trashing a fucking restaurant and important things that he can do is uh, read minds and project thoughts i uh i saw this with my mom and right after that i mean so we, we sat through that opening scene right and i'm like sort of watching her or whatever and so the movie ended and we were leaving and she was like this is why i tell you you always have to be very careful out in public and i'm like oh my god okay yeah my you mom know? says the same thing to me yeah so i was just like just so you know i mean like yes we all know that these things happen in real life you know but i mean i don't want you watching this movie and thinking this is going to happen to me you know this is probably the last thing my mom needed to see but yeah, I don't know. Um, but continuing from that, this movie had a surprising amount of gay subtext that wasn't in the book, aside from that one particular scene. Like I, they they don't really explore the sexualities of these adult characters in the book. Certainly, none of them are gay. Yeah. So, um, at least not that I read into it. No. But um, I thought that. Bill Hader's performance was was great. I think that I think they tackled that well. You know, it's it's hard for someone to not be able to come out of the closet or for whatever reason. But what, what are you talking? You don't you have no idea I'm talking about? No. So Richie is supposed to be gay in that movie. He's coming to terms with his homosexuality all throughout that Bill movie. character? Yeah. No, I did yes. not get that at all. That he's totally in love with Eddie, too. So he's carving that that um, R plus whatever, and he doesn't finish it on that fence. And he goes back at the end of the movie and finishes carving the E for Eddie. And then there's that scene where he's playing the video game, and he really is enjoying his time with that kid or whatever, and he feels a little maybe attraction to him. It's like the block blossoming of homosexuality in a preteen kid and then he gets totally attacked for being weird or whatever by I thought kids. that was just him like not being able to be a friend or well what? and then also remember when I he's sitting in he's sitting in front of the Paul Bunyan statue right and the clown's floating by and he's like you can never tell anyone your dirty little 
secret. I mean, like, there was oh. so much homosexuality in this movie. I didn't know that. It was outstanding to me. So I was I, just like... I didn't get it at all, though. So it was subtle enough subtext that I didn't get it. I just thought the, the heart on the tree was, like, the girl and the guy. I forgot. No, I, I, it was the two of those guys. I'm bad with names. Like, it's medical. So... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just like... I thought that after that really brutal attack, right, and then Pennywise, like, commenting on his dirty secrets and things like that, I thought that ultimately... Um, it had a much better homosexual message. Like it took something that was really bad at the front and gave us something much more positive by the end of it. And I really, really appreciated that subtext. And I mean, God, I hope I'm not like reaching too much into this. So listeners, if you saw it too, please let me know that I'm not just making this shit up. You know what I mean? But I really just thought I was just like, I was like, he was a really good closeted character and it was understated enough that it wasn't the whole focal point in the movie, but he had a good emotional arc with it. Even that little kid. I mean, there was just so much, so much gay subtext and I just, I loved it. Loved it. Weird. Okay. So, uh, it chapter two. Let's just say which. If you had to, do, obviously, these are not. I would not call this one complete movie. I don't think I would sit down and watch it chapter one and then just continue it at chapter two. To me, these were two very separate movies. They each had their own feelings and emotions and just totally different to I me. I think you could if you wanted to watch them back to back. I mean, it would be. Which one did you like better, though? Uh, I have to say I had more fun in the first one. Yeah, I agree. But I'd say the second one is just as good for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, I'd be pr- more of a mood to watch the first one probably more often. Yeah, I, and I, I have. I've seen that movie like a good three or four times at this point. I like sure. it. Um, and not to say this one is bad. It's a good movie. Did you feel the length was a detractor for you? I Did it feel like a very long movie? No. Because no, it's, it's, it's it what, almost, almost three, three hours, Yeah, right? almost three hours. But I felt like it was well-paced. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that long after I came out. I was like, What? So yeah. that's good. That's always a good sign. I mean, I felt the same thing about Midsummer. I, it didn't feel like a very long movie to me, and that's that's good. So, I mean, if you continue to make long horror movies, please do. Just make sure it's paced enough to where, like, you don't get bored or whatever. Like, yeah. the one thing I had to do is make sure I didn't have to go to the bathroom at all. I didn't want to miss anything. But um, So out of five stars, what would you rate it, Chapter 2? See, I think I initially rated it four out of five. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about sinking that a little bit lower to 3.5. Mm-hmm. But That's what I gave it. Yeah, it was between a 3.5 and a 4 for me. So both of us obviously recommend watching it. Anything, oh, yeah. for, anything at 3 or over we recommend. And it's easily over 3 for both of us. Well, and if you're already invested in the story, there's no reason not to go watch Chapter 2. I mean, it was it's a well-made movie. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a decent Definitely acted. recommend it. No, it's solid. And honestly, if it was more of a standalone, you know, and it didn't have the first one to be compared to, it would be still a oh, yeah. really good horror movie. Because they could have easily so, done it that way. Yeah. So. Good. 3.5s from both of us, maybe leaning on to 4. There we go. Okay. Well, guys, go check out each chapter two and let us know what you thought of the movie and our conversation about it. We're always interested to know what you think about our hot takes. You can do that on social media at the Film Flamers on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Or you can call us at 972-666-7733 and let us know with your voice what you thought of this film. That's right. We will play those voicemails on our Shooting the Flames episode, along with any reviews you might leave us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Well, we hope you've been enjoying our Stephen King content throughout October. And join us next week when we deep dive into the Stephen King, George Romero classic, Creep Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't you really dislike it that much? <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, it's a it's a fun it's a fun ride. So check it out. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> 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 not sure what to say about that. Mm. Yeah, guys, check it out. It's a fun ride. Creep show is great. <laughs> Where's my cake, Padilla? <laughs> well, guys, until next week. Sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. Where's my cake, Padilla? Up your ass. As long as you can hold your breath. <laughs> Up your ass. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>